Hello everyone, I want to thank you for watching. This is Deborah Lee Fader. I'm your host with Acts of Kindness, Connecting Through Caring. And today we want to talk about having hope and then going to possible hopelessness and then I'm going to pull us right back into hope again. You know, we've just closed off this particular year 2023 and now we are in 2024. We're a month in and there are people that are doing very well. They're not having problems with uh, having any stress from the holidays, uh, but there are some that are having many, many problems. You know, today I was watching the news and looking online and I saw that our little friend from when we were all children, Elmo, is asking people how they are, candidly asking, how are you? And because we're all from that gem generation of Muppets, uh, people are being honest with Elmo online and on social media and on X and everywhere. They're saying, I'm sad. I'm not happy. I'm worried about the world. I'm worried about my family. How are we going to juggle all these bills? And how are we going to take care of ourselves should we get ourselves on our continent into major war? People are very concerned with what's going on. So that creates that uh, decline into hopelessness. And we need to pull ourselves out of that. And the way we're going to do it is through baby steps. Baby steps work to bring us back into a hopeful attitude. So we need to lessen the stress, not give ourselves too many um, obstacles and too many goals to take care of ourselves during this new year. And I think that that may help us to pull ourselves up out of that uh, demise, that um, mess of feeling like we are just plain hopeless. So these pressures that people are talking about on social media are external. They're happening around the world. They are reality. And then they're internal because we give ourselves so much stress. You cannot put that kind of stress onto your body. You need to be kind to yourself. So let's recalibrate all of the expectations we have for this new year. We have to remember these three things. Expectations are the key to happiness or unhappiness. And we want to be happy, don't we? So we don't want to pin expectations we had of ourselves on the past. We want to look further into the future and start with those baby steps. And how do you start with baby steps? Well, you're just very kind to yourself and give yourself limited uh, goals. And when you, for instance, let's say you want to lose 80 pounds. Wouldn't that be fun? For me, I'd be thrilled. But I'll tell you what, I need to start small and so do you. Put that mindset into the first five pounds. See how that goes. And then once you've done the five pounds, then you're able to move on. In fact, the five pounds, the first five pounds are the hardest. So you need to change your eating habits. You need to, to re-educate yourself on portion control. And then you need to implement it. So you start out small with those first five pounds. And after that, the next five pounds will start dropping and 
so on and so on and so on. So take baby steps and be kind to yourself. It's very important. Be kind to others. You have a tribe that you're, you're involved in. The tribe is your home, your family from your home, your friends and coworkers, and your uh, people that you see on an everyday basis. That would, I would say that would really cover your coworkers and your extended family. We all have extended family members and best friends that we uh, like to include in our lives and we like to share our thoughts with. So share your thoughts with these tribe members. Let them know, hey, I wanna lose some weight this year. So I'm gonna start with baby steps. Can you help me? And some of them will just say, well, yeah, I'll start going to the gym. I'll meet you there and give you uh, all sorts of suggestions. Oh, I've got this recipe. So you want to engage your friends and letting them know as you're engaging them how well you're doing and when you're stumbling because people, your tribe will help you to buffer that fall that you may have and they'll just cheer you up and buoy you up. And that takes you out of that hopelessness. And as far as the world, I think this exercise that Elmo has done is just amazing because Elmo is someone we all trust. You may not want to uh, put this on uh, some sort of platform that doesn't have uh, a childhood friend. And Elmo is one of these childhood friends for most of us. And for our parents, because they used to watch um, The Muppets with us as well. And uh, and the kids today are watching The Muppets again, maybe reruns and maybe other uh, factors uh, such as social media, and they stay in touch. So this is a good way to uh, just vent out those frustrations, get them started. And then people will slowly come up with ideas to make their lives better. And the making of the life better begins with you. It's all in how you treat yourself and you treat others. And we want to treat each other with kindness. So we've been discussing all the ways that we can be kind to ourselves. And I once again want to emphasize how having a tribe helps you to stay in control of your life and your accomplishments. I have a story to tell you. This is a story about medical gaslighting. When I finished my uh, time at Mayo Clinic, and I told you about that in the last episode, we had discovered after two weeks of intensive testing that I had, I indeed had uh, MS, multiple sclerosis. Now, it wasn't evident in any other charts until I went directly to Mayo and had those two weeks of testing. My sister was there with me. Her name is Shelly, and she was there with me for all testing. She would drive me back and forth. We'd stay down in Rochester together, and the last bit of learning about my diagnosis was from two wonderful female doctors and they took care of me. I received braces for my back. I received braces for my leg. 
and we were trying to be able to build me up into a walking position again. And they also told me that I needed to find a local doctor. And I thought of a practice that was in the metropolitan area of Minneapolis and St. Paul, because I had had such of a wonderful uh, connection with the uh, resident doctor for that particular practice. And that doctor, I tried to make an appointment for him. He was not available. So he put me with one of his associates. So my sister and I, and this is Two weeks after I'd been to Mayo, I'm following all of the instructions of my doctors from Mayo Clinic. Find a doctor that's close by. My sister and I went to the appointment with the doctor that was selected by the one I really wanted to see. And when we got there, that doctor let it be known to both of us that his experience with the other doctors that had diagnosed me from Mayo was not a good one. He went to medical school with them and he was always having um, discord with them in some way. I don't know what it was, but he said they did not agree on different points when they were in medical school. So he left the room for a while. And when he came back, he had my full chart with him. And he said, I am not going to agree with these doctors that you have MS. I am going to agree with a doctor who is further in your past record that said that you are making this all up for attention. And he also said, to remind myself, to remind my husband that this diagnosis is just to gain attention and my family should be told too. I was just frozen in my seat. I could not move. I I looked at him. I probably had my mouth hanging wide open, just like that. And my sister This is where a tribe is so important, folks. My sister took control. She walked right over to where he was writing things down in the chart, and she took the chart away from him. And Shelly said, no, you are not changing anything in her diagnosis. We are leaving. What do you think you're going to do? What happens if she cannot work anymore? Because the doctor had also said, come back. In three years, and I'll tell you what I think. And (laughs) it was just so ludicrous. This was such medical gaslighting. But because of my sister, who is so dear to me and part of my tribe, took that chart and we walked out together and we said, we're going to fix this together somehow. It's going to take some work, but we're going to find somebody else. And so because of my sister's foresight to take the chart with us and leave him in the dust, we were able to get back in the car and start plotting and planning how we were going to find a doctor in closer to me or in my area that could help rather than going through this 
other uh, medical center. So that is what we did. And I'm so grateful because if I didn't have a tribe, I would have continued to be ignored. And one thing you don't want to do is be ignored when you're trying to uh, take care of a goal or pass an obstacle. You need the tribe to help you, to guide you, to keep you refreshed and to give you back your hope. So I've told you about the doctor. I've told you about how difficult it is when you are faced with an obstacle that just shocks you to your core and you can get over these hurdles with the help of a tribe. So now we're back to hope. Um, we need to self-advocate in everything we do. I don't want you to forget how important it is and especially medically self advocate find out as much as you can research as much as you can uh, and then try to apply of course with a doctor's advice what you will need so we've talked about all of the key takeaways and just remember these are the things we need to think about respect yourself respect your boundaries and that goes for others too, in your tribe and elsewhere. You respect them and you respect their boundaries as well. You need to recalibrate all of your expectations with care. And how I say to do it is with baby steps. Be kind to yourself. Don't lose your, your uh, composure when you're facing that obstacle. Just think of it as you would a big work project. The only way that you can get through a huge uh, workload is to take it apart one step at a time. And this is with your personal life, too. You need to take apart uh, all of the things that are disorganizing you one step at a time and grant yourself the kindness and the forgiveness to go through every little step as a baby step. You can find beauty because the beauty is in the actual process that you are working through. That's where you are able to internalize all of the progress you are making. It is beautiful and it doesn't happen overnight, folks. Nobody can change overnight. It will happen. It may, it happens in increments. It, it may take years. However, don't Get upset with yourself when the progresses are not happening immediately. There's no need to worry. Life is an actual journey and we are in it for the long haul. So thank you for joining me today, everybody. And I wish you all success for the new year for 2024. I also want to remind you that you can check me out on my website. It's queenofkindness.org. You can find me on social media as well. And when you check out my website, you can sign up for my 12 free eBooks on kindness and on being gentle to other people. This is a very important step to take in our journey. So we've gone from hope to hopelessness and then back to hope. And I'll have another podcast coming up for you shortly. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.